0: Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. We're in Soul Talk, and today uh, my name is Monica Ramirez, warrior of love. And today we are presenting a very amazing artist that I find in one of the art exhibits that I participated because his art is really, really, really amazing. And we're going to talk who's the artist behind that amazing art that you're going to see a little piece that he have. I have seen big ones, but <laughs> that is this stuff. The transportation is easier with painters, but very hard for sculptures to transport our art so easy. And uh, we're gonna talk also about that. And uh, let me present you with uh, with Sean Hughes, Hughes. And let me tell you a little bit who he is. He began uh, his um, his art. Uh, he began uh, the type of art for uh, was for him in reality. He struggles with PTSD and standards therapy did not help him. Uh, any therapy did not help him with his emotional scars um, in the past. He started welding a scrapy metal together to teach himself the process. He saw symbolisms in the scrapped metal, and objects, and objects passed it. It point uh, usefulness um, uh, to the point of usefulness. His idea: he was uh, he could create a new piece, and objects. He's his his, 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 his t- uh, to call himself an artist. He don't want to call himself an artist. He seems is a form of expressing uh, his thoughts and emotions, his feelings, or ideas when the uh, when the words won't uh, suffice. He prefers still using physical methods of manipulation, the welding, to create a piece, as these three-dimensional objects is more satisfying. But he's not limited to uh, to these materials. He also paints in both in acrylics and in oils, collages, and recently he began and uh, working in copper. And we're gonna. Uh, I wanted to ask you about that about the copper. I'm always wanted to learn more things. And uh, Anian, uh, he is par- uh, he's t- um He's partially. He's partially in post and post era American art otherwise known as an expressionism. He speaks uh, to himself because he's not simply reproduction of a object or a scene. It has been a deeper greatest philosophy for that is specific to the artist in the time and possess space in which the work it is done. See and I you don't post in you don't send me your bio where you have exhibited and things like that, but at the end in reality that doesn't matter because artists we are not what we study or where we exhibit. It's what we express and the quality the way we can express our art. And uh, and you do our original work, amazing, great work. I I studied uh, sculpture for four years with Douglas Clark, and uh, and my God, I I don't even start doing what you do. <laughs> it is really, really my pleasure to have you here. Thank you for accepting this invitation for talking with us in the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I wanted to, to ask you,
1: since when did you start doing this? Um, I started, started doing metal sculpture probably about five years ago. Um, I've always been kind of interested in art and, and doodled and played around with it. But uh, probably about five years ago is when I really started getting into uh, creating metal sculpture. I, I kind of taught myself how to weld and uh Used uh, all sorts of scrap pieces that I could find people would give me and and start putting things together
0: Wow and from the different kinds of sculpture that I have experimented uh, the easy one is usually clay and beside that it's very very relaxing and calming and so forth feeling the clay in your hands. do you choose one of the difficult ones? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it, um, yeah, I guess you could say it's difficult. Um, it, it's it, uh, the material speaks to me. I, I really enjoy working with a metal, um, and and it, clay is 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 almost like a, it's a different type of uh, concept where you're bringing something from a very raw state that you know um, uh, has never been used before, doesn't have a use, doesn't have much of a history, and you're creating it. Where the steel, especially the steel I use, um, it has a history. Um, they're re, it's uh, reclaimed or recycled metal. Um, so it served a purpose already. It had a purpose. And uh, um, now um, rather than putting it to a scrapyard and having it melted and, and reused or thrown away, uh, I, I, I use it in a, in a sculpture.
0: I I I understand what you're saying. Sometimes I am collecting a bunch of pieces of things, and my kids tell me, "Mom, you're you're becoming a hoarder, because I got so many crystals, or or I find a piece of wood or a piece of metal, or whatever I feel like is speaking to me, and it's like, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but i I'm gonna save it." <laughs> And I bet your garden looks like that,
1: right? <laughs> yes, yes. And it it's very much that type of thing. Um, it, I, you can buy steel, you know, um, flat and nice and perfect, uh, but it does not have the wear and tear, uh, oxidation and rust. And, and a lot of times the pieces that I get um, are already bent. And we're talking, you know, thicker pieces of steel that, you know, machinery or something is has caused the distortion, um, but you can find this this beauty in it, and it you now almost speaks. You know, where it says that it wants to become something.
0: And I I read in your
1: bio that you you learn by yourself, correct? Uh, pretty much, yes. Uh, I have uh, well, I've, I've I've met quite a few artists and and learned. Uh, things along this way and it's continue it's a path journey that you continue to learn um but uh yeah pretty much self taught
0: and from uh also you were saying that uh you find more you like more abstract expressionism which artist did um uh, from painting or sculptor or both of them uh, well,
1: inspire you more well yeah um it, it's, it's funny because, it, you know, I'm a metal, I prefer the metal sculpture, the steel, um, but you find inspiration in everything. Um, you know, I find it in in potters and, and clay working uh, in painting and drawing sketches, architecture, uh, you name it. Uh, inspiration is, is really where you find it and, and what inspires you. Um, it, it's the abstract expressionist period. um, right around 1950s, let's say, post-World War II, um, really interests me because the concentration of artists in one spot, and not just your painters and not just sculptors, but you had poets and philosophers and and authors and writers. And so you had this giant melting pot of creativity and and amazing work came out of that. And do you have your favorites that inspire you? Oh, well, you know, I, I... I'm learning more about each artist. Uh, um, obviously, David Smith uh, was a, a sculptor at the time. He, basically, the father of uh, American steel sculpture. Uh, he started using steel and welding. Uh, prior to that, very very little uh, was done. Um, uh, Robert Motherwell uh, really speaks to me. His his work, um, uh, it, it pretty much you know a lot of the artists there, but those those two specifically really speak to me. Um, also, uh, Giacometti uh, in Italy, prior to the war, his work, especially figurative work. I I have a thing for figures, so um, it, it's beautiful.
0: And I have seen a variety in your artwork. It's from religious to non-religious to political to different ones. But what inspired you more, uh, to
1: create? Right. Right. And, and uh, I don't think you should. Well, the the great thing about art is you you shouldn't be limited, and and you know you find things that you enjoy or find things that are the most rewarding. But uh, to not be narrowed. Um, but I I would say that. Um, the, the, the ones that are closest to my heart are the, the figures. A lot of them are representations of myself and the struggles I've had or continue to have. And uh, it, it's my attempt to try to express a feeling or emotion, maybe a pain um, that I think is universal. And, and sculpture and art is, is perfect for that because uh, although we might have a language barrier, um, the art will speak and uh and you know it's uh it works great that way then
0: basically uh through a sculpture you're you're putting your emotions in there
1: oh very much very much because it's uh, especially in the material it takes physical exertion um hammering bending uh you name it and and then obviously uh, uh there there's I get burns, the uh, little, you know, sparks and everything like that. It comes with the territory, but it's the idea, you know, you're bleeding for your art or you're you're painting for your art, and and it shows, I believe. I have
0: to ask you, uh, because you mentioned in there in, in your bio about the PTSD, mm-hmm. how would uh, art have helped you? And uh, I understand how. I, I am a life coach, and I I work in therapy with people. But many of the viewers that are gonna see it right now or later, uh, they may they may suffer from the same thing, and they are looking and they are looking for escape or a kind of a therapy, something that works for them, yeah. and they are probably in the same position that you were. So, how it help you, uh, and and your PTSD?
1: Well, and and PTSD is is such a such an odd thing because I can remember before I had PTSD, and and I'm. And because of that, you or the person with PTSD always kind of yearns to be that person again, and and you're not. It's um once you get it, once you have the the issues that you have, it kind of forever changes you. And there are different things that that happen during the process. Um, that there's a lot of uh, emotion inside of you. Uh, it can be from rage and anger to you know. Uh, fear and, and being scared or just being completely depressed and sad. And it's really difficult for me to express that um, sitting and in, in, in talking to a therapist or, or going through some sort of like cognitive behavioral therapy was really kind of difficult for me um, because there, I had a tough time seeing the end point and finding closure and things. And so when I found art and when I found specifically sculpture, I could I, I had the feeling, the emotion and that's kind of where the abstract comes from. But I had the feeling or emotion and I had the confusion or frustration. And and so I would go out and, and work out how that felt into into a piece of metal. And sometimes it didn't have to be literal. It, it could be I, I was making a, a fish or a bird. Um, but the fact is I was I was focusing and, and putting the energy into it and trying to express that feeling through the art. And so then when I would finish the piece, it was finding a, a sense of closure just for that time. Um and it, it doesn't necessarily last forever, but that's not what um that's not always what you need. It's one day at a time. So if you can find that piece at that moment, you gotta grasp it. And so that's where that's where i found it i could begin and create a piece um and work it through the process and when i was finished i i felt that i was finished with it and i could i could relax
0: now that is that is beautiful and i hope that the people that that are passing through the same thing i i understand it as an artist and it do is my therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> and i believe artists Completely therapy and I can work actually with people blind people and teach them how to paint mm-hmm. So and um, for them it was therapy. It yeah. was knowing that they can do it That it doesn't matter if you went to college or not That you don't have to be caught co- going with a teacher that, that you want to express yourself You can find a way or a technique or a form to do it And that is
1: beautiful. Yeah, it's a, I mean, an and art is, is more than sculpting and more than painting um, the, the art form of, of, of words, um, poetry to verses for a song or just writing a, a short story or something. Uh, unfortunately, I've never been able to express myself in that way, but it, that is equally important and, and equally in an art form. So uh, anybody that is suffering or having trouble with, you know, anxiety or depression, Uh, art is definitely a a therapy
0: yeah in fact a lot of the uh, holistic coaches are going to put you to write (laughs) yes we're going to put you in in, uh, get a journal and let it out in one way or the other but art is uh, expressing in the way you do it. it is the best way to do it well one of the best ways because everybody has their own ways to do it and no form is the right one (laughs) I wanted to ask you also that I saw that you are a painter. I have never seen your artwork, and uh, and what kind of what style you do when you paint? Because I have well, never I have never been that lucky to to
1: see your paintings. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I, I don't I don't necessarily consider myself a painter, um, but I, I'm dabbling in paint or I'm 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 trying out paint, uh, and it's just recently just because. Um, sometimes you find yourself uh, with a mental block or a creative block where I don't know where to go creatively from here for sculpture. And so I started learning and uh, I, I watched YouTube videos on, on the abstract expressionist artist and um, read some books or reading some books. And so I, I tried out different or I'm trying out different abstract painting. Um, I, I've dabbled a little bit lately with acrylic and uh, some oils and, and some other, uh, different, I guess, uh, materials doing some sort of collage and, and such. Um, it, I haven't really, I haven't shown anything, um, because that, that wasn't the, uh, that wasn't the final intent. It was more of just, uh, an experience for me to learn something and, and the process of learning and trying something completely out of my comfort zone. Cause, uh, I, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a painter. So, but I'm trying, and um, uh, it, it's it, I guess it's um facing fears as as maybe silly as maybe some might be, um, but the there's definitely a a fear the insecurity that I'm not good enough and uh, I don't know what I'm doing, and so therefore, um, you you try to face your fears, but which is they very much a therapeutic. Yes, uh,
0: I agree with you. Yes, and, and I believe every, all the artists we really challenge that. Uh, Though I remember trying to to paint some jewels, with all the geometrical figures that I have inside and the lights and the shadows and there I was like, oh my god! And I erase it and erase it and erase it, and but I'm so stubborn. So I until I did it. That was finally, it was like, okay, I did it. <laughs> but it took Whoa. me many days actually to to. Finally, got at what I what I wanted to do, and just challenge yourself is is one way to affront your fears and and learning not to give up at the same time. Right. Yes. And I wanted to ask about you in your art. I I saw that you're working with copper. What? Uh, how do you do it, or in what way? Because there are thousands of ways of working with copper. But what do you mean with copper?
1: And and there are, there are a crazy amount of ways. Um. What it is is uh, obviously Obviously, there's a correlation here, but I'm, I'm a fan of the, the mid-century modern, uh, whether it be the architecture or the art or, or so on. And one of the things that comes out of that in 1950s and 60s is the copper, enamel on copper. And, it, and it's like the glasswork with a copper dish, copper bowl, those types of things. Um, and then they, they went in a little bit further and you have the brutalist era where they used a lot of the copper and the iron nails and, and so on. And, and copper is such a great material cause it's, it's elemental. It's, it's the very basic. And so you can work it and it is very forgiving of how you work it. Um, and it's very, very basic in working process. You heat it up and you pound it and then you let it cool and, and so on. So the kiln um i have a small kiln uh that i that i purchased and i'm still learning and i'm teaching myself um how to do it so i have the enameling powder um you can purchase the pre-made copper dishes and everything but what i did is that there's a local recycling center that had scrap of copper sheet that the i guess the contractor had dropped off and and turned in so i I purchased it from them and uh kind of set myself up with a little uh, kind of homemade coppersmithing uh area in my in my garage and and that's what I try to do. I, I heat it up with a torch and pound on it and uh you know there's a satisfaction out of making something like that. My mother
0: used to uh take glasses and she did a lot of uh milk and copper when we were living in Mexico City. Mm. In the capital, and uh, and there's some amazing pieces. is basically is basically painting it's with that. But right. with, 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 uh, but now you can use also crystal, um, mm-hmm. uh, muscari- There are many things as you can do. It's like if you are like to experiment, and you don't have to follow the technical rules. Sometimes mistakes as the mistakes are the best pieces.
1: <laughs> right, very much, very much, and and if you you know there there are. I guess sort of roles in, in art, but then they're not meant to be necessarily always follow, uh, followed. Uh, it's just a way of education, a way of teaching. But if um, you know, I'm I'm kind of the stubborn and and you know, rather than go through school, I'd rather just teach myself. And I'm going to mess up, and I understand that, and I accept that. But it's a, it's a it's it's a way of looking at mistakes or looking at not doing something right, not as a failure, but as something a lesson learned, and you learn something from it, and then you can apply that to all aspects of your life. So, uh, you know, it teaches yourself patience and and, and uh, so on. So,
0: someone is uh, is saying, what about a spiritual painting? What I would say uh, to our viewers that is ask, asking that, I would say. All painting is spiritual in a way because a spiritual way it is is our emotions and I don't know any artists that create original pieces that is not using their emotions. So all the art it comes from our soul and heart of any artist. Uh, that's or do you have something to say because she's asking what about spiritual painting?
1: Well it, it and um it what it, and then you have to get into defining what is spiritual. And kind of like you said, um, uh, spiritual is individual feelings and, and thoughts and, and uh, ideas and, and such. Um, I've, I, well, and, and like you said, I've, I've, I've dabbled in um, some religious iconography, um, the, the uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, sculptures that I made um and especially uh, in catholicism there's this beautiful artwork in in the you know religious iconography that that uh is is done um it, but like you said i think any real artist when applying their trade to something that they love that their their whole heart is in uh it is very much spiritual so um, I'd, I'd say, you know, 90% of what I make is very spiritual, at least to me. So, but that's kind of gets back to what I believe and, and what I feel. And, um, and probably one of the reasons that drew me to copper because of, because uh, of its properties.
0: And uh, I have seen you in, in several art exhibits and photos in many other ones uh, when I was looking for a photo for, for the, yeah publicity of the podcast and uh what do you have exhibit because uh, some viewers would like to know
1: well it um right now I, I don't have i don't believe i have anything really out there um i've exhibited through uh, a couple local galleries um uh, i believe the the phoenix gallery in mcallen uh, might still have a couple of my pieces um the i've shown at uh well Harlingen has a uh, Harlingen art night and it is the last Friday of the month. Um, We just had it. And so the, there's several galleries and little, I guess, part-time galleries that uh, are up that I've shown at um, uh, Camino's uh, art studio. Um, Let's see what else is. There's a couple other uh, San Benito, um, San Benito museum, cultural arts center. i I participated in a group show with the Our uh, de Guadalupe um, sculptures. So, uh, I've, I've shown her a couple of different places. Um, currently, I have two or three pieces um, in a virtual uh, art exhibition. Exibis- exibis- exhibition, I'm sorry, um, with the with the VA um, for veterans, veteran artists. So I, and I, I don't know where the website is for that, but it's a, it's a local little, um, uh, art show, uh, art competition, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, most of it is, uh, if you look up my, my, um, well, I post mostly on my Instagram for my art and, uh, it's under Trapper John art. So it's kind of like a little pseudonym, but, uh, uh, Trapper John Art uh, at Instagram has a lot of my stuff.
0: Trapper John Art. In, in Instagram, right? Yes. Okay, I'm posting it, guys, in the comments. So, if you want to uh, check it out later on, right now, listen to us. <laughs> 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 and later on, you wanna check it out. But it is because I don't have that in the information, but uh, I will post it either way in the information and later on in YouTube. Because yes, the people should go and see your art because it's- Oh, thank you. Yes, and I have seen your, uh, I do like to paint it from all the virgins. I like to paint the Virgin of Guadalupe is my favorite. Mm. because They say that's the only original.
1: Right.
0: The other ones are made by uh, by artists and the Virgin of Guadalupe is the only one that it was painted by, I call it the divine but but it was not made uh by any human and uh that's why i call it a divine wow. But well, <laughs> and yes i but i seen it and it's really amazing i would like to you show us uh the sculpture that you have uh, there so okay. that people can appreciate a little bit of your art because it's really really worth it
1: all right um let me see i guess i'll we'll just hold it up here if we can see this so th- this is a, this is part of a series that I made, um, that were, it's, it's all steel and it's, um, based on an anatomical heart and what I did and it multifaceted and it's, it's little pieces of flat steel that are sculpted around a, um, uh, a frame, metal frame that I had. So it looks sort of stitched. And obviously it has color to it. This is a, a, a red acrylic ink that I used and let it drip and then sanded it down and then clear coated it to give it that look. And then um, the clear coat gives it that shine. Now on the opposite side, it has um, well quite a bit going on. And what this is, is um, I at one point had uh, a few friends that were in the antique business and secondhand stores and such. So they would find um, anything from old sewing machines to um, typewriters to you name it. And so I started taking all the broken bits and, and the broken machines from them. And, and that's what I would use in these. So it, it's, they have a depth to them. And if you see, this is a bobbin from an old sewing machine There's some knobs and, and actually has a press for the numbers right there from an old stamping machine of some sort and lever little springs and the the point of this is just to be you know layers and and levels of you know mix match parts and pieces that ordinarily and once again back to the 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 concepts of the, the scrap metal art but they had once served a purpose. They were once part of a machine that that had a purpose, but it no longer serves its purpose. And a lot of these are like the older and analog machines that, you know, because of the technology that we have now um it, it they're 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 not used. And so what do we do with those parts and pieces? And so I'm trying to celebrate kind of like a a time in, you know, where Things are maybe a little more simple or seemed a little more simple um, analog um, or uh, not so not so busy. And then the idea of I'm using these pieces, these small little bits that ordinarily would just, you know, fall through the cracks would be thrown into the trash or something. Um, it's finding new life in my sculpture, which, uh, like, I, like I said, in my little biography and such and this is how I feel. Is that um, I've I've found personal. It, it's a symbol for me. Um, it was uh, prior to the I had a physical injury and then my PTSD. I I had a career and and did something completely different. And when all of that happened, uh, it kind of came to a stop. And one of the things I struggled with and probably still struggle with is is having a purpose and having a renewed sense of purpose and 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 feeling good about myself in that sense. And so yeah, that's where the symbolism comes in finding a new purpose for these parts rather than throwing them away.
0: That is beautiful. And that is a beautiful piece. Thank you. I love it. I, I really do. You have, Because I understand that each piece that the artist creates it has our own symbolism, what we wanted to project on it, and what we want to express, the emotions or thoughts or whatever it was. But for the viewer, they have a different meaning at the same time. So it is, is, I always had this problem when someone asked me in a gallery, explain me your painting. (laughs) Because when you explain them your piece as an artist, and please tell me if I'm wrong, because I would like to know, uh when they tell when they tell the spectators tell me explain me your piece and you explain the piece how you want it to 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 pl- uh plasmate it in the canvas or in the in the 3d or 2d, it doesn't matter which or the song or whatever. Um it may not concur with the viewer point of view, And then you may lose actually or a client or you might win a client it is it is a very tricky thing when you're trying to survive as an artist
1: <laughs> it, and and that's very true and uh you know it's something I struggle with or or I think every artist struggles with is um, and so that's where I think I like the abstract and and that's where I get into some of my sculptures and and I try to be I, I give, I give an explanation as far as what it means to me, as far as the personal struggle, um, anxiety, depression, and something. But I try to give an explanation that is relatable, is, is that no matter who you are, whether you have PTSD or not, you, you still know a feeling of anxiety. You still know feeling of fear. Or you still know depression. And so what you do is um, it, it's you, you, you talk about a universal concept to them and then you say this was part of my personal journey and this is what I was trying to express mm-hmm. but I, I think um, and this is how I feel where I try not to give too much of that in the art because to each person viewing the art maybe they see something different they pull from their own past and their own histories and, and, and they um, project that onto it so uh, even something as simple as tiling a piece is difficult because you're leading people in a direction and and I don't I don't think uh all the time they need to be led. I think they need to find what they're looking for. So
0: I love that answer. It is a very good answer. Because yes, we we lead them with a, with a name and everything or trying to explain them the, what it is. But also, at the same time, I just discovered that there is a percentage of the human beings that they don't have internal thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was very surprising and shocking for me. I thought that everybody have an internal thought, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. But no, not everybody has that. Yeah. So uh, maybe a lot of those people are the ones that they may be our clients and they may really do not understand what we were trying to express. It. But they want to under- They do not understand it, but they want to understand it
1: at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And that gets down to the individual, um, uh, relationship you have with a client where sometimes you get a repeat client. It's not just one purchase and sometimes it's commission work and they want to know more about you as the artist. They want to know more about where the art comes from. And, and that I, I, you know, by all means, I think, uh, at the level of the comfort and the level of the relationship, you know, be able to share it with, but I think, in maybe a gallery, you know, or a show setting, um, I think the the least amount of information um, possible, I think, is sometimes the best. Uh, you know, it, you want to you want to give them a sense of idea, but you know, it, I think more of uh, find their own path to where that that painting or that piece of art, what it does for them.
0: I I do agree with that, and I wanted to ask you. Um, do you, do you do commission work i imagine right
1: um yeah i i've done a couple uh pieces of commission art um what well, in commission artist is a completely different thing because now you now you are into the business aspect of of art which um i don't know of very many artists that like the business aspect of it so yeah um, because when you start taking on commission pieces you're taking on risk that um You know it's not necessarily what they want or maybe they'll back out of it so you have to have some sort of financial guarantee in in the business but um i've done some and um uh you know i i I don't have anything against doing uh, commission work but um part of the art for me is doing what um what comes to me, what I see and you know, I might find some pieces here and there, or it's basically, it's, it's an expression of me. And so doing commission piece kind of lacks that part. Now I'm sure there's a artistic expression aspect of it, but it's not really from me. It's, it's doing something that somebody else wants. So I find commission work kind of difficult.
0: It is you're not planning to teach, or right now you're not teaching, uh um, uh, welding, and and doing
1: sculpture. No, no, I, I'm not teaching. Uh, I, I, if somebody wanted to learn how to weld, there'd be uh, a lot more people better than me to to learn from. And as far as artistically, I, I, um, well, I don't have, I don't have an education background. Um, I and and, and there are a lot of good art teachers out there. Um, that know what they're doing. Uh, There's still a lot of learning that I need to do and I want to do. Um, And what I found was uh, I'm I'm not necessarily great in a full academic setting, like going to college. But what I'll do is I'll go on to Amazon and um, purchase old college textbooks and art and kind of teach myself. So, but uh, no, I have not. I haven't even thought about um, teaching or anything. Maybe maybe sometime down the road, some YouTube videos or something like that. But uh, but for right now, I'm 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 enjoying my learning process.
0: And also, there are different teachers I have. Uh, I like I, I have been teaching for twenty five years. Art. I just mm-hmm. that about three years ago. Uh, but it was. I've been teaching that, and you're going to find all such a kind of different teachers. You don't have to be on the university level. It can be uh, just. The thing is, something that I learned exhibiting all around the world, in fact, it was that the majority of the galleries, they're not going to show, they're not going to ask you for your diploma, your college diploma. Right. They're going to show you the photo, they're going to see the photographs if you have solo art exhibits. You have uh, or group of art exhibits before, but that's it. They are gonna look for your your piece of art if they can the galleries if they can sell it or not. Mm-hmm. Not because you have uh, doctors in in this or in that. You know, mm-hmm. they they really don't care. And uh, personally, I I am glad that I did not study art neither. <laughs> because of, it would be a waste of money. Uh, for, because I don't want to be a, a, I was an art teacher because, uh, we need to survive. Mm-hmm. Because it's very difficult to survive as an artist. But not because I enjoy, that was my whole thing to become an art teacher. Right. My whole thing it was to be an artist. And, uh, and going to that uh, how do you see uh, that part do you i have seen the division between they even call us the ones that have the the diploma their university diploma and so for the uh, they one the artists that we are not having the diploma or, or we're not uh, the bachelor's or something in art they call us the outside artist and then the ones that they have the diploma masters or doctors or whatever they are the inside artist. Hmm. How do you how do you feel about that? Because there is a division between that one it's ridiculous when we're all creating art.
1: And and, and there there is always going to be a division because there's divisions in in any any career path, any professionalism. Um, some people feel the need to do the the degrees, mm-hmm. and. Um, I I don't feel the need that I need the degree, um, and I don't feel anything less of it. Um, but I know people who have degrees. I know people who have uh, bachelors of fine arts and MFAs, and then it all depends on where they get their MFAs and then what they've done with it. Have they worked with other artists and you know, to and, and such? And and what I found, which is kind of universal, is your the level of knowledge the person has. And then are they pursuing more knowledge? And and to me, that's the most fundamental thing is that um, I want as much knowledge as I can. And I'm not really worried necessarily about where I get it, as long as it's good knowledge. So a lot of times, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll buy and purchase um, books and watch YouTube videos uh, specifically about artists and genres and Listen to uh, critical reviews of artists and, and shows, and and try to learn from those things. And then you know, obviously, apply my own experience at it. Um, it's not formal, um, but I don't think it's necessary. And 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 art is one of those things that um, it you're going to have to work hard at it, uh, no matter what. But uh, it the The definition of success is completely in the artist's hands. What do you consider successful um, is not necessarily the same as the next person. So uh, that that's the most important thing is what what is um, what is success. I I do agree
0: with with that statement completely. How do you see yourself with uh, going with your art? and let's put it in five years
1: oh uh well i'm not sure what i'm gonna do next week or or anything but let's see five years well i i don't think i'll ever end or stop um, pursuing art and stop pursuing knowledge um i i think i'm going to be exploring all different aspects of art um, but i will stay with metal sculpture it's it's what speaks to me and and I will continue doing that until I can't anymore. Um, I think I, I am, I am starting to, and I've, I've begun to make larger pieces. Most of my pieces are about the size of this part. Um, You know, I, I have some larger pieces like uh, I believe you've seen the the guitars that I've made and, and so on. And those are usually about, you know, life size. And so they can hang on a wall or, you know, but what I'm looking at is doing larger sculptures um, It's six feet tall. Um, there's one sculpture I'm working on that's 15 feet tall and it's an outdoor sculpture. So, and it's more abstract. <clears throat> um, I, I have a thing with figures. Um, I, I, I have a tendency to go to the figure because it, um it's very telling of my you know psychologically and spiritually but that i i i put a lot on the figure whether it be an angelic figure or a figure that represents me in some form or fashion but uh i think i'll continue doing that and then uh obviously continue doing you know testing myself with all different aspects so that is
0: nice yeah i i I haven't found someone that it used to be an artist full-time. And then suddenly, I understand that you you have your blocks for a while, it can last. But you never can be an ex-artist. You always, Your mind is always going to be creating something in your head. You might change methods or techniques. But at the end, you're going to go back to create something because it's a need for all of us.
1: Yeah. Well, in, in being um, well, and and this is where I I guess I have difficult times sometimes with the title. A, a, an artist is a title, but being artistic is part of you and part of fundamentally who you are, and so that you cannot change. Um, you can change a title. I can I can you know no longer be an artist. I am now a plumber or an electrician um because those are all titles for a trade but the the artistic part of me is part of my personality part of my character part of who I am is, is very fundamental and so that that never changes um so i don't try to get wrapped up in in, in titles and and whether i'm full-time artist or part-time because no matter how much time you dedicate to it your your mind is there your part your soul is there so um. Yeah.
0: And uh, and I have a, a one of my last questions that I wanted to ask you is the, ma- the majority of the viewers that are gonna see uh, the the podcast, some of them are artists, but many of them are not gonna be artists. They are uh, the spectators, and they're not local. the Majority, in fact, they're all over the world. So I would like you to explain them. Because the people are not artists, they don't have to pass through the same issues that we artists we have to go like paying our bills. So, so <laughs> how hard is to survive as an as a, a sculptor or as an artist for you, has been for you? And uh, and don't forget to to talk also how was it in the twenty twenty?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it, it, and I'm I'm I guess I'm different. i I'm lucky and I have the advantage that um, well one my my wife is uh, uh, successful in her career. so financially it's not a burden. Um, and additionally, because of my PTSD and it's associated with my military service, I have a uh, a disability compensation through that as well. so um, it, the the need to survive off of my art is not, is not necessary. Um which is very freeing because if it was, um, it would take quite a bit um to do. Um and so for me, I get to focus on the therapeutic aspect of it, what it what it does for me emotionally and my mental health. Um but as an artist and I have many friends who are artists that um struggle um just because their 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 art nested. um Maybe their type of art, what they love and what it expresses themselves, um, doesn't necessarily sell because of the market that they're in, because of how they um, uh, how, how they show themselves and, and, and what people want. Um, uh, art is obviously a commodity, no different than anything else. So you have to have a public that wants and needs this and then has disposable income to afford it. Um, uh, in 2020 it well it's still difficult because we're still in in the grip of it and so we're we're trying to uh, open things back up um, having art nights and art walks and gallery openings and even limited and and stuff but we're still we're still in in the midst of everything um, for artists it was incredibly hard um, because so much of uh, so much of our emotional aspect of artists is, is showing our work, being able to get it out there and, and interacting with other people and being, you know, uh, being in that moment, uh, making the art is one thing, but showing the art is a completely different thing. Um, but at the same time, and what has helped me is the, the social media. Um, I, I've really found that Instagram is, is the outlet for me. And it, and it kind of, levels the playing field where um, I have have followers and people that I follow that are from all over the world. So uh, this day and age, I can see what an artist in Italy or in Argentina or uh, wherever you want to, what they're doing and and how they're doing it. And so it's fascinating to me and it's, it's awesome. And so... Um, there are many opportunities, but it takes uh, that gets into the the business aspect of of art, which I I try very hard to stay out of. But um, it, it it's it's a lot of work, and it and for an artist that you have to dedicate a certain amount of time to self promotion and and sales and and finding your niche, and uh, it's tough.
0: It is. It is. I know. It's part of our dream to find a manager, and he will be in. He or she will be in charge of our, selling our art and we just create.
1: Yeah, uh, I haven't found them yet, but I'm still looking for him. So,
0: welcome to the club of millions of artists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we are looking for them <laughs> because no, none of us. I I think we we like that part. Right. I don't know what it is, but it cuts a lot of our inspiration. Yeah. But yes, would you like something else uh, to add to this conversation?
1: Oh, well, I think I, I think that's it. Um, you know what? I, um, I, I, I hope, um, maybe my story as far as how I use art and what I use it for maybe it will be inspiring to other people, um, that are struggling with it with anything. It doesn't have to be specific. Um, sometimes your struggle is just a momentary thing. Um, uh, Situational, um, but uh, I what I found is is you have to express your emotions in some form or fashion, and uh, you know find your way and and keep keep a mental uh, health perspective on things.
0: I agree with you. It was really my pleasure to have you here and uh, to to interview you, and finally this great conversation. And to be inspired to all our listeners, the ones that are seeing it right now, or the ones that are gonna see it later on. And uh, we hope uh, this helps someone else. And uh, and really, to one day you ha- you can see his uh, uh, Sean uh, work beside the heart that it was amazing. Uh, but uh, but the rest of his pieces that is really worth it. Follow him in his Instagram. And uh, it really, uh, you should see his artwork. And uh, well, and tomorrow in Soul Talk uh, podcast, I I got a cancellation, so I decided I'm gonna be doing a channel uh, message for my higher self and a guided meditation at seven p.m. in uh, in Soul Talk. And tomorrow we have uh, the next podcast. And well, and in the next week, in the Heart of the Artist talk, in Sunday. We have an amazing artist. she's a visual artist she, uh, her name is the Banjana uh, I hope she do not kill me for saying that her last name. Uh, she is uh, uh, she's in Mute Beach. she used to live here in, in Edinburgh, Texas and she is an amazing and amazing artist and we'll have her in the next Sunday at 6 pm. And right now I'm gonna start being doing I going to start a mini class. How to Raise Your um, your Standards in a Relationship and Walk Away from Mr. Wrong. Uh, that is going to be uh, open for 12 to 15 women, and it starts in October 20, uh, 2021 and twenty two for the cost of $30. And for last, sorry, guys, uh, this podcast survive uh, by your donations, and any donations will help. Even if you donate $1, I will put the link underneath so you can find uh, the PayPal and uh, to make your donations. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Sean. And uh, I really appreciate this interview. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system path to the heart that I created just for you. Head over to monica Ramirez, warrior of love.com and you will find free resources in there You can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.